just some uh, banter betwixt two lovely ladies. I'm a lovely lady. <laughs> it feels so weird just being the two of us. I know it's quiet. Huh? Yeah, it's so quiet. Well, and it's, it's also like it's also like I just it's been so lo- it's been like so long since it's since we've recorded just the two of us. You know, yeah. like I still like I was still in Williamsburg at that point, which I no yeah. longer am. Yeah. You know, super weird. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy. We've come a, we've come a long way. We have. Hello. And welcome back. My name is Thorin George. My name is Luke Job, And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Lucas. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up Dungeons & Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Luke Combs, maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're used to hanging out with four, with like three other people and now you can only hang out with one of those other people and... You know, that person kind of sucks, but you make the best of it, and, and you have a shared a shared interest in D&D, and so you want them to listen to this. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now, we're actually running a mission from Dragon of Ice Spire Peak to lead us into Stormlord's Wrath. So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. And there is another warning we should offer them. That's right, Thorbor. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and throwing a paper ball at the trash can and not saying Kobe. <laughs> so please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session one of Stormlord's Wrath, which should not be confused with Storm King's Thunder. Yeah, I keep confusing the two, so I may, you may hear me say that for one. Storm every once King's in a while. Thunder is is a big, big book. It's a big book that you yeah, can buy in a, a big, store. Big Stormlord's one. Wrath is a very secret module. Secret module you can only get on D anD D Beyond when after you bought the Essentials Kit and then put your Essentials Kit code into your D anD D Beyond account. It's, they're completely different. This is going to be a short season. Storm, Storm King's Thunder is going to be fucking huge. So anyway, session one, Storm Lord's Wrath. Don't get them confused. Bradley, it has been a 10 day since you and your new partner in Verna left Neverwinter. Your mission has been to hunt the cult of Talos, and yet you have had no luck in this mission. You have ridden along the high road, traversed the cliffs and the coast, navigated Neverwinter Wood, and revisited many spots from your past adventures, although purposefully excluding the town of Phandalin. And Verna has grown impatient and weary while you struggle with a combination of boredom and anxiety. 
The two of you have made a camp for the night at the outskirts of Neverwinter Wood. The month of the fading is drawing to a close. That's September. Just so you know. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, we used we used real world months uh, last time. So can, no, we, can we do that again? No, huge, huge can we mistake. Keep some consistency. No, no we're back. We're, we're, we're where we should be. It's called oh, okay. the fading. It's drawing to a close. And with its end, cold winds and dark clouds near. <clears throat> At this moment, you curl near the fire to warm yourself. In your rest, you have a dream. You are back in Phandalin. The ground beneath your feet is dusty, and the air is warm. On your shoulder, you feel a hand pat you as if signaling a job well done. It's Toblin, the friendly innkeeper. You smile at him as you can smell his cooking off in the distance. To your left, a familiar voice rings out. You turn and smile as you see your friend, Quinn Hightopple, approach. His arms extend outwards, and you wrap him in a hug. It's a feeling you wish would last, but quickly your joy turns to shock as a sharp pain pierces your spine. You've been stabbed in the back, and as you reach desperately for the blade, buried in you, you realize that you taste blood. You shove your friend away, understanding that he was the assailant. But as you do so, his face shifts, and you see smiling down at you, is Inverna Nightbreeze. You wake in a cold sweat, gasping for air. <coughs> you jump as your companion speaks. You all right, Bradley? Inverna asks as she stares at you blankly. Yes, I'm... I'm fine. I'm fine. I just had a little bit of a... a little bit of a night terror, you know. Yeah, you've had a few of those since we've been on the road together. I feel like facing a dragon can do that to you. Is that what you're dreaming about? Yes. Old Cryovane. Roll me deception. Deception. I get a plus ten. Oh, shit. To that. You need to beat a seventeen. Well, let's hope I do. If it'll load. And of course I rolled a natural one. My first fucking roll. My first goddamn <laughs> roll, and it's a fucking natural one. Inverna furrows her brow and she's been sharpening the Dragon Slayer longsword, which you gave to her. Um, obviously. No, off camera or whatever it is in podcast world. Off mic. She slides that into her scabbard. She looks at you and she says, you, you'll tell me about him when you're ready. And uh, she kind of lays down and she says, now that you're awake, uh, I think I'll rest for a bit, if that's all right with you. No, no, of course, please. Get as much sleep as you as you need. We've been been traveling for many a day now, so some might say ten. Inverna uh, doesn't sleep. She's an elf. You're a half elf. Yeah. You don't really either. But she, she does sit and, and begin her meditative state, which kind of puts her in a semi-consciousness. Nah, Bradley fucking sleeps, dog. <laughs> he's got that human sleep going. Yeah, he's got that human sleep, dude. Um, he, he slept. He, he, his mom told him, you don't need to sleep, honey. And, and, and he, he was like, okay. And then one day he just did. And he was like, this is the best <laughs> shit that's ever happened shit to ever. me. Fucking doing this <laughs> doing for this forever. all the fucking time. <laughs> Did your dad proud. <laughs> in your watch, out into the blackness of the night, there is not a sound, not a movement, nothing of interest is coming to you tonight. You almost want a cultist to just run out of the woods screaming and flailing and coming to try and kill you, but you don't get that. So you grab what's familiar to you, your liar, 
and you play yourself a little song. set down your lyre after your song and you just sit by the fire and you think about your life right now what what are you thinking exactly who are you thinking about what are you thinking about my mind is just it is well, well, first off, I want to I want to paint a picture of what I look like. I I am very uh, disheveled right now. My my eyes are very, my my face is kind of gaunt. My eyes are very dark. Um, it's been it's been a tough tough time since leaving Fandolin. And right now, my mind is as it is most nights, just racing from thought to thought. Not a connection between them just you know will i ever go back to fandolin will i ever make do with the the population will i ever see elsa again will i you know what are these strange dreams i keep having about inverna i feel like i should trust her but something in my gut's telling me not to you know what happened with quinn what happened with lairbule what happened with seagull <laughs> There's just a lot going on within the mind of Mr. Bradley Copper right now. You sit and you tend to your fire. Inverna rests and the night is growing into day. And it's just right before the dawn. You can barely, barely make out sunlight starting to peek over the horizon. When you see two horses and two riders approaching you. Your own horses start to stir. Seagull the horse whinnies. <laughs> and Verna's horse, which I, if it had a name, I, I don't remember, so I'm going to name it. Um, uh, gentle breeze. <laughs> um, they both begin to uh, stir, and you see two familiar people rolling up to your camp. Sister Gorele calls out and says, Halen, well met, Bradley Copper. It's it's been quite some time. I I, I hope you you are faring well since last we saw you. It's been about it's been about fifteen days since you last were in Fandolin. Yeah. Next to her, uh, you see a rather large man, and he calls out and he says, 
Bradley, it's uh, it's good to see you again. And you recognize Falcon the Hunter. And these are two friendly faces, obviously. They dismount from their horses, and Inverna kind of shakes herself out of her trance and says, Old friends, uh, what, what brings you to our humble fire? And Falcon, uh, although he smiled when he first saw you, he looks like shit. He's pale in his face. His, uh, his usually clean-cut beard starting to grow out a little wilder. He says, uh, Sister Gorela here told me that um, you two might be uh, hunting the cult of Talos. Aye, we are. Yeah, I've got uh, half a mind to join you in that hunt, and I've got a lead on where they might be and what they're trying to do. Uh, three days ago, my keep was attacked by the cult. My master of quarters and my stable master and my closest confidant, Corwin, the old man you met, Bradley, he was, uh, he was killed. I was able to save Pell, uh, my steward. I rode with haste after slaying a dozen orcs. I rode to Fandolin. He says, uh, I I left him with with Toblin and Trilena, Stonehill at the inn, um, I can't take care of him anymore, but I can help. I can help the two of you in your mission. He pulls out some papers. He went back to that barrow where you had to Batman yourself out of it and fight oh, off. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That what a fucking dope-ass fight. He, uh, he found some info. There's a place called the Circle of Thunder, and it seems like the Cult of Talos is planning on raising a gargantuan monster called Gorthok. Can you say that name? Orthok? Gorthok. Gorthok. You vaguely remember that name, Bradley. When you executed the last cultist at that barrow, he said that you couldn't stop him and that Gorthok would rise. Falcon knows the way. It's deeper into Neverwinter Wood. About a day's ride... He uh, holds out his hand to you to help lift you from the dirt and says, Will you join me? Aye, as long as Inverna's willing. Inverna is grinning. She says, This is the break we've been waiting for, Bradley. I mean, yes, it really, really is. I'm, I'm quite, uh, we've quite been, excited. We've actually. been like a dog chasing his tail. And... Yeah, we, we've, had, we've had no such luck. We honestly have been back a few places and found nothing. Sister Greyley. What brings you here? I guess to accompany us as well? She uh, she nods and she says, if, if the cult presents itself as a danger to the area and to Fandolin, which I believe it does, then at this point I am the only true defense the town has left. I need to help in this mission. Well, if you're the only defense the town has left, shouldn't you be back there? What happens if you, you know, gods forbid, die out here? Then what? She says, what happens if one of you dies because I was not with you? I would never be able to forgive myself for that. That's valid. It's very, that's a, that's a, it's quite a, I mean, you got me there. Inverna <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of shakes her head. She begins cooking a breakfast for the four of you. Oh, you're going to love this. Inverna makes like the best, um, southwest style omelets um, 
incredible stuff. Um, Falcon says, what, southwest like water deep uh, <laughs> or what? <laughs> um, <laughs> you talking about the jungles of Cholt? What are we talking here? <laughs> um, Inverna, I guess, makes southwest omelets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, it's it's like onions and peppers and chilies and yeah. you got a little oh, got a little good. uh canned jar of uh salsa that she cracks open and hell yeah love this shit off in the distance as as the sun has now risen it's still fairly dark uh from where you're at neverwinter wood you can see uh way off i mean we're not talking about close you're not you know within even a mile of it but but there's yeah. a gentle slope and you can see cliffs and you can see the ocean okay and the the tide is high, the waves look nasty, and the sky is cloudy. That doesn't sound very fun. The four of you take to your horses, and you ride, Falcon leading, knowing where he's going. As you're riding, you can hear, you and Sister Grayley end up kind of riding next to each other. And you hear her saying a prayer to Timora. She's just whispering to herself, and she says, Thank you, Lady Timora, for helping us find Bradley and Inverna. I feel if if we could not have found them, perhaps we would not succeed in this mission, but with you guiding us, I, I, I know you will see our victory. I'm going to say this is Bradley a little anxious. Anxious? He feels like, yeah, anxious. He feels like when things are going his way, they tend to not. <laughs> okay. And so he's just feeling very, you know, it's really good that Falcon and fuck, I might drawn a blank on her fucking name. Grayley, Grayley? sister Grayley. Yeah. Are, it's good that they're here and it's fantastic that they have found a lead. And that just means they're probably going to fucking die. And, mm. Mm. and or at I, least that's what Bradley's thinking. So you think they're going to die? Hmm. I don't he just know. does not. I don't know. He says with the shittiest eating grin I've ever fucking seen. You, uh, you ride for about three hours. It's pretty slow going in no way are your horses, you know, uh, galloping because you're, you're maneuvering through the forest. You're not on a trail. So you're kind of trotting. Okay. After about three hours of riding, you come upon a 60 foot wide forest clearing in the middle of which is a black needle-like spire. This is a 40-foot-tall pine tree ravaged by fire long ago. Its limbs have been burned off. Tied to the dead tree, near its base, are several ghastly dolls made of twigs bound with black hair. You recognize these because also when you were at that barrow, you saw twigs like these and figures like these. Oh, am I going to have to fucking fight those goddamn twig blights again? They're like, we want your blood, we want your blood, we want your blood. You, uh, you see ten of these dolls are, are bound to this tree. Falcon kind of speaks up and he says, uh, could be an omen to stay out of here. I've seen things like these before. I need to go investigate. Inverna immediately hops off her horse and she says, Bradley, we're partners. I'm, I'm not letting you go over there alone. If it's a trap, we'll deal with it together. And Falcon says, uh, I don't think little dolls like that are 
No, they don't quite constitute a trap. It's probably an omen. Well, I mean, the last time I saw these dolls, like, little twig fellas came out of the ground and started stabbing me with their hands and saying, We want your blood! We want your blood! We want your blood! So... Uh, and Verna just kind of, her eyes go wide and she says, well, let's just be, uh, be prepared to take anything on. I'm going to pull out my rapier. She pulls out her longsword. And I am, actually, no, I'm going to pull out my plus one maze because it's a plus one maze. Um, and I'm going to be ready to smack the fuck out of anything that comes. All right. As you near these dolls, you see that they're bigger than the ones, uh, you saw at the barrow. They are probably each about a foot tall. Don't like that. And they're all bound to this tree. With which, with what is clearly hair. Can I roll an investigation to check this shit out? Go ahead and roll me an investigation. I got a nine. Wow, my rolls just suck today. You walk over to this doll, and you're about to try and mess with it. Maybe poke it, maybe kind of pull at it. Uh-huh. When suddenly the ground beneath you kind of explodes upwards and outwards, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And Vernon rolled a nat 20. I rolled a natural 19, so 19 plus 6. Holy 25. shit. You, uh, you do a sick backflip, and Inverna kind of does an <laughs> anime leap to the side, and these roots uh, exploded out of the ground, uh, whipping at you. Unfortunately, behind you, 60 feet off, they're also erupting towards Grele and Falcon. Grele rolls an 18. She uh, maneuvers her horse quickly, dodging them. Falcon Falcon is not so lucky. Um, Batorius, his horse, kind of whinnies upwards, throwing him off of the horse. He lands on the ground, and then a root comes out of the ground and wraps around his neck. He takes five points of damage. Oh, God. As this thing starts uh, starts squeezing him. Um, go ahead and roll me initiative. Oh, fuck. Should I be attacking the tree or attacking the roots? I rolled a 21 initiative. 21. All right. Uh, you're, up for, you're up first. Um, these, uh, these roots that didn't get a hold of you in Inverna are just kind of flailing. Uh they don't necessarily seem to be a threat, but the one that's choking Falcon on the ground seems to be a threat. Well, obviously, I want to run over to Falcon and so he's try six, and hit... he's 60 feet away from you. And I have a movement speed of 30 feet. Fuck. So, I'm going to, as my action, dash, and as a bonus action, give him... Give him bardic inspiration. What do you yell to him? I yell to him, I say, Falcon, I know you've been worse than this before. You can get out. All right. That's your turn. Um, Inverna slashes at one of the roots nearby her. She hits it, and she just cleaves it right in half. It falls to the ground and stops wriggling. Um, as her bonus action... She has no bonus action she wants to use, so she's just going to move 30 feet towards uh, Falcon. Sister Gurele pulls out a dagger, and she goes to stab this root. As she stabs it, she you see it connects. The, the, the dagger goes in, stabs. 
she pulls it out and it it looks like it did no damage to the thing. Like it's just still constricting his throat. Fuck. All right, Falcon is going to make it an athletics check. Uh, he rolled a nat one. Um, so of course, with, he fucking did. Even with did. your uh, athletics, he just digs his fingers into this thing, and his nails just kind of scrape bark off of it. Um, he takes four more points of damage as this thing is just constricting, and he's just. Oh, get his leg off me. Your turn. So, as... Here's my question. Do I know if I should be attacking the roots or the tree? And if not, how can I find that out? Um, it seems like uh, the tree... The the tree's like black. These roots don't even look like they're coming from the tree. Okay. Cool. I want to do... <laughs> I'm going to cast fireball. No. I am going to huh, I'm going to attempt to hit this root with my plus 1 mace. All right. Go ahead and roll to attack. That's going to be 27 to hit. That hits. Okay. And that's going to be Six bludgeoning damage. Uh, it takes no damage. You hit this thing, and it just kind of bounces back off. Um, it, it does not seem phased by your uh, interesting your, your mace at all. Inverna runs up beside beside as you. I do have a bonus action. Oh, what are you gonna do? I'm as my bonus action. I have a hand axe. Mm-hmm. Can I attempt to attack it with that? Uh, yeah, in your offhand. Yeah, in my offhand. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll a hit. So do I? So I just don't get the plus four, or what do I? You add just your strength modifier, and then you don't just add my strength modifier. Okay, hit with it, and then you don't add anything to the damage. Okay, what is my strength modifier? Should be that's a plus. Pl- oh, that's a plus four. Yeah, it is a plus four. You got those gauntlets of ogre power. <laughs> well, I rolled a natural fucking one, so more than anything, you. Uh... You're swinging an axe at a root that is around your friend's neck. You just kind of wimp out. And as you like start to like swing it, you're like, shit, I might hit his face. And you just kind of pull back. And you don't even like, you never complete your swing. Okay. Um, Inverna just rushes past you and she says, damn it, Bradley, just commit. She hits the thing. And she chops it. Uh, clean through it lets go of his neck <laughs> jesus oh gods uh, what the fuck um you watch as the roots all slither back into the ground and combat is over what the hell was that sister Gorelli just says um okay uh it's it's obvious they have laid traps we are nearing the circle uh they do not want people coming near them Falcon kind of stands up, he rubs his neck, he he calls Batorius back to his side. I'm going to, um, how much damage should he take? Nine? Nine. Nine points of damage. I'm going to cast a first level Cure Wounds on him. Okay. Just going to place my hand on his back, and I, it's a, he gets 12 health points back, so he's, right, he's fully full. healed again. Yeah. I say, you really took a ringing there. Wait, was that a was that a you did cure wounds? 
Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, he kind of nods. Well, yeah, I am not used to being surprised like that. Uh, his, his neck's kind of bloody. Uh, as you cast Cure Wounds, the marks fade. The blood recedes into his body. and He says, much obliged, Bradley. Uh, all right, a few roots aren't going to stop us. we got to keep moving. We need to be careful. Uh, he kind of nods, and he, he turns to his horse, and he says, actually, uh, if Batorius got hurt on this mission, I would never forgive myself. Um what do we think about maybe uh, tying the, the horses up here and moving on foot? Maybe tie them up a little bit back. <laughs> Quite fond of mine. Inverna, Inverna nods and she says, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't want to leave Gentle Breeze out here in the, out here in the open. She uh, offers to guide Seagull for you. Uh, Falcon uh, takes Petorius and Corelli's horse leaving you and Grayley alone. And she says, uh, she says, Bradley, um, it, it seems as if you were able to take care of those reavers, the stone cold reavers by yourself. Is that, is that true? You, you killed them? All but one. She nods and she says, uh, I, I know, I know which one you mean. Well, um, that must have been a relief, right? To have Lairbuel off of your back? At first I... <laughs> well, you know, at first I felt the adrenaline of it, and then I felt the adrenaline of fighting the dragon, you know, because that's cool as shit. But, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks, and it's just... Honestly, I'm not really feeling anything good about it. Well, um... Surely you were happy to see your family when you went to Neverwinter? Oh, yes, no, of course, of course. I I love my family dearly and, you know, I actually was um, planning on, you know, going to see my uncle down in Waterdeep uh, sometime later in the year, you know, probably mm. after we finished this uh, Stormlord uh, thing. Probably yes. after we yes, snuffed out this cult. Talos, so. the Stormlord, he... Seems to have quite the following. Well, looks like mostly orcs, which is interesting to me. But yes, I, I wonder if there's some greater significance to that. Uh, Falcon and Inverna return. Grayley just kind of nods at you. Uh, make me an insight check on Grayley. Insight check on Grayley. I should be good at insight. I have a plus five. So, well, I rolled in eight. Three plus five. Can't read her. She's a tough cookie to crack. Love so, these. Love these low rolls. What a what a return to fashion. The uh, the four of you continue on foot uh, in your little adventuring party. It's about another hour into the forest, um, probably midday at this point. As you make your way across uneven ground, rising to a ridge, several hulking orcs ascend a similar ridge from you. Separated from you by a 60-foot-wide, 10-foot-deep gully, you've been spotted, and the orcs unleash terrible battle cries. 
I immediately cast Fireball on them, and they all need to make a dexterity saving throw. What's the range on Fireball? Fireball's 150 feet. Holy shit. Alright, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. On initiative, I got a 22. Alright. You might just be going first, then. So they all need to make a dexterity saving throw. Alright, this is going to count as your action initiative, because you did not surprise them. No, of course. Alright, alright, Let's, let's start this shit up then. What's your what's your max HP? Forty eight, and I'm I'm fully I'm at full HP right now. So, all right, they're all making Dex saves. Is that right? Yes. All right, they all have. Plus... And this is a twenty foot radius. Twenty foot radius. There's so there's eight orcs and another humanoid. I thought you said there were only four of them on this ridge. No, I never said four. Oh, no, you didn't, did you? I assumed four. Um, hmm. 20 foot. I'm going to say... there's. An, I don't think there's any way that nine people are all within a 20 foot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to cast it within the middle to hit as many as I can. I'm going to say you hit five of the nine, including the big boy. Okay. How about that? All right. Okay. Um, big boy gets a nine on fails on or a big girl on her save. Uh, first orc gets a twelve. Fails. Second orc gets a nat one. Definitely fails. Third orc gets a fourteen. Fails. And fourth orc gets a thirty twenty. Okay, well, that passes, so he's going to take half damage. And they are all going to take 28 points of fire damage, except for the other guy is going to take 14. Okay. All right, the guy that takes 14, looking fucked up. The big girl, looking hurt for sure. The other three orcs are dead uh, that you managed to hit with And anything that's flammable near them... uh, is now on fire. You uh, cast this fireball. It flies across this 60-foot kind of... Uh, uh, it's not... I mean, it's just open space. You know, it's not even flying across the ground because it dips and comes back up. Yeah. You hear the cries as three orcs fucking explode. Another one is caught in the flames, screaming as his face is melting. Uh, and this main lady, this anchorite... She uh, she kind of screams and shakes, and you watch as water from the air kind of douses her flames. The ground, though, is still ablaze, and now 60 feet off, you're just watching this smoking, fiery vista as these orcs look angry. Do you have a bonus action? I do have a bonus action. Can I? Well, I, mean, well, I was actually going to ask as as a bonus action. Can I try and like yell at them and intimidate them to back off and leave us alone? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I rolled a seventeen plus seven, so twenty four. I said, "There's plenty more where that came from. Leave us be, or you ye shall suffer the same fate." What does the book say about these orcs? What does the book say about these orcs? All right, 24 is pretty good. I'm going to say the one you caught on fire, uh, but none 
not another one, just the one you caught on fire, uh, kind of whimpers at that, and you see him just sprint off. Hell yeah. All right. It is Falcon's turn. Let's he go, Falcon. whips out his longbow, which for him uh, has quite the range on it. Yeah, 300-foot range. God damn. And he's going to fire two arrows. Like at once? Twenty? No, no, no. 21 and a 15. You watch as he just rapid fire deals 11 and then he shoots one of the orcs that didn't flee and didn't get hit right in the head and it dies. God damn. Okay. Um, that's his turn. He's staying put. It's in Verna's turn. She pulls out her longbow that she carries. She fires and she misses with her first attack. Oh no, it's a crossbow. She's going to have to reload that shit. She fires and it just sinks into the hill. Mm. It is now this anchorite's turn. You watch as this anchorite pulls out a potion. This is a bonus action for you. Bonus action for you. Bonus action for it. Seven plus. Eleven points of healing to this thing. Um, and then you watch as the anchorite puts her hands together and claps them and a streak of lightning flies across this ravine and she has cast lightning bolt. Okay. On whom? Falcon. Of course. I'm going to spend a, uh, raz my reaction, going to spend some bardic inspiration to... You're trying to cut any words? Cutting words. This is a save that Falcon has to make. And he failed. He got a 12. Okay, well, whatever damage, I'm still going to... Cutting words. That, that's and not how that works. Yes, it is. It says, make as a reaction on a creature that's not immune to being charmed, you can see within 60 feet, makes an attack roll, ability check, or damage roll. You can expend one use of Bardic Inspiration, roll the die, and subtract the number from the creature's roll. You can do that you can do damage? So- what the fuck? You can do so after the roll, but before knowing the result. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, <laughs> Your lightning means nothing to us! And I'm going to roll a d8. And he is going to take six less damage from this attack. All right. I have I play a bard in my home game, and I did not know you could take that off of damage. Oh, uh, yeah. 23 minus six, he takes 17 points of damage. 17? Okay, that's less than 23, so... Uh, that's the Anchorite's turn, and then it starts moving uh, 30 feet down down its hill, coming back up towards your hill. It okay. is Sister Grayley's turn. She pulls out her hand crossbow and shoots at this thing. That is a miss. She got a 12. She needed a 13. Uh, just sinks into the ground. These, This one orc that's left uh, starts <laughs> charging. It has aggressive, so as a bonus action, the orc can move up to its speed towards a hostile creature that it can see. So this orc charges down the hill, leaps over the ravine, comes back up, and with great axe in hand, attacks you, Bradley. Okay. Nat 20. 
God damn it. Of course it fucking does. Okay. That is... And I can't, and I can't bardic inspiration that because I already know the... God damn it. Well, and you already used your reaction. You take 24 oh, yeah, points true. of damage. 24 points of damage? Um, That's half my goddamn health. Uh, as this thing just cleaves up into your stomach. It is your turn. Okay. Cool. So, you said the anchorite is now 30 feet from me, right? Uh, yes. What a great time. That fucking guy... Oh, shit! Hits me in the stomach with his uh, great axe, right? It's It hurts. It doesn't, like... I don't, I don't think the blade, like, sinks into me. But it definitely hurts me. Um, and so I... The next thing he sees is a silvery mist kind of start to shroud around me as I cast Misty Step and oh, immediately shit. pop right next to the anchorite and say, hello there. And I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to attack her with my fucking, uh, plus one mace. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Hell yeah, that hits. And that's going to be 10 damage. Damn. Damn. As I smack her on her face with it. Shit. Nice. All right, is that your turn? That is, yeah, I don't have anything else. So Falcon uh, slings some arrows at this anchorite to help you out. Uh, that is a miss, and that's saying a lot. He's He's got a good... For both of them? Oh, no, just for the first one. Oh, okay. Um... A hit on the second one, Anchorite takes 11 points of damage. So here's my question. If I if I had, if I used a bonus action spell, could I then use an action spell? No. You could use a cantrip, though. Why, why is that? That's just the rules. You can't use more than one spell. And I have to fuck with that all the time with Voltoroi because I'll bonus action something with my meta yeah. magic. And then I want to cast another spell and I can't do it, so I just have to use like fire bolts. Uh, Volteroy, who's that? Invernus swings at this orc at the top of the ridge, and that's a nat one. She swings. Uh, the orc kind of headbutts her. She takes <laughs> two points of damage from that. Fuck. And then she swings again. She's got an extra attack. That is. 12 and she needed a 13 damn she swings again it ducks that's the top of the hill at the bottom of the hill this uh anchorite casts thunder wave i need you to make me a constitution saving throw constitution is a constitution or dexterity constitution of course it is i got a dirty 20 damn so you're gonna take half damage and, and I don't get pushed back 10 and feet. And not get pushed back. That is three points of damage to you. Three points of damage? Fuck yeah. Alright, it's Grele's turn. She pulls out a dagger and lunges at this orc. You know, as Fandolin's greatest protector, Grele sure is kind of fucking under-equipped. She deals five damage to this thing, so there you go. Hell yeah, well, look at that. It turns and slashes at her. As a hit, she takes 
13 points of damage. Um, as it carves into her, you hear her cry out as that's almost half her health. Mm. Um, and she kind of stumbles backwards. It is your turn. Bradley. It's my turn. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to exactly, exactly 10 feet from the anchorite, but not 10 feet from me. So like, like this wouldn't reach me. I'm going to cast shatter. Okay. As a, I've done that many times as a bard. I, I understand what you're doing as a, a third level spell. And I need her to make a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. She has a plus two to those. That is an 11. Fails. And she's going to take 17 points of thunder damage. Damn. You see her grasp for her ears as she hisses at you, this half-orc woman. Uh, she looks fucked up, but not dead. As she does so... Well, bonus action. Oh, shit. I'm gonna try an offhand ha hand axe her. Okay. That's going to be 14. 14 hits. 14 hits, fuck yeah. And so then that's just gonna be, uh, I don't add my bonus to it, right? Right. Okay. That's gonna be five points of damage. I'm gonna like try and get her like shoulder or something, I don't know. You bury that axe into her shoulder and she falls down dead. Hell yeah. Definitely cut an artery with that. Falcon uh, doesn't worry about his bow anymore. He switches to his longsword, we'll say as a bonus action, and he swings at this orc. Uh, I already made one attack for Falcon against her, so I'm going to say that which missed, and it and this misses as well. Um, Wait, why did he make an attack against her if I... I started to say something and then you said you had a bonus action. But I'd already rolled the die. The die controls. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because it was before his turn. So I think he should still get that extra attack. All right. Well, that's a net one. Oh, well, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love that. He does the same thing. The orc uh, grabs, grabs his sword, twists his wrists. Uh, the sword drops to the ground. Fuck. And Verna is going to lunge at this last orc. That is, I shit you not, another nat one. What the fuck? She fucking swings again, gets punched in the gut. <laughs> this orc is just fucking bodying three people at once while all of his was, buddies couldn't do gonna, anything. Yeah, I was gonna fucking say, I took out like, how many, there were eight people? I took out seven people and they're having difficulties with this one orc. Well, she hit that time. She hit on her second attack. Oh, that's good. See if she can kill him. She deals eight points of damage, slices his ear off. He is not dead. God damn it. Grele tries to come up from behind. That's a three. <laughs> Grele tries to stab him. He turns to slash at Falcon. That's a hit. Falcon takes 12 points of damage. Of course he does. It is your turn. My turn. How yes. far from me is this orc? 30 feet. Perfect. I'm going to... Hmm. Will it, would it be a bonus action to switch from my weapons to a, to my crossbow? Yes. 
Okay, and that's what I'm going to do for my bonus action. My action, I'm going to use my hand crossbow that I did get from Quinn, so I still hold that memory of him. And I'm going to shoot at this orc. That is going to be a 21 to hit. That hits. That's going to be five piercing damage. You shoot him in the head, and he falls down dead. I took them all out. Yes, you did. <laughs> Are you keeping a kill count for me? No. Have you been keeping... No? No. But you can add you nine kills to your kill count if yeah. you want. You could okay. also go back through the first season and try and add up more and than that. And just listen. Yeah. Um, each of you is kind of sweating, panting, that very quick fight. You you, well, and, you and Grele both very bloody. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. Uh, Grele kind of uh, blots uh, blood off of her. Falcon is at 83 of 112 HP. He's fine. God damn. Um, and is at fucking four, 12. Inverna is at 41 of 45. Okay. Um, you I'm debating on whether or not I should use a healing spell on myself. Uh, Falcon does some investigation. He says, uh, this, uh, this absolutely was a patrol, a roaming patrol. Um, we, we have not found the circle of thunder. That's for sure. Well, we know the forces are at least eight fewer. So sent one guy off running home to his mama. Maybe it'll change his, <laughs> change his ways. Uh, Gorilla kind of nods and she says, you're, you're truly doing the Lord's work, Bradley. Um, she, uh, she kind of sits down. She's at 14 HP. And she says, um, she says, I, I don't, I don't know how useful I am in a fight like that. Sister, I was noticing you were, you're rather, um, What's the word? You are rather... Inverna speaks up and says, Are you trying to say soft? No, no, no. Um, under prepared, I guess. Like, you're not really wearing any armor. You have a dagger and a hand crossbow. Why don't you take this? And I hand her my rapier. Uh, she nods at that and she says... Um, Absolutely. Thank, thank you. Thank Can you she use that. finesse weapons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she now has my rapier. She nods at that. I think that should do a little better than the dagger, at least. Yeah, yes. Um, th thank you. Thank you, Bradley. That, that is considerate. Um, <laughs> I'd give you my armor, but it's the only one I have, so... <laughs> Falcon uh, kind of slaps you on the back and he says, we're all right. We're all good. Uh, you know, that, that wasn't a problem. Let's, uh, let's keep going. No, that really, I mean, that one guy got a good hit on me, but other than that, it wasn't that hard of a fight. And Verna says, um, we are trying to stop a, a ritual, right? Yeah, which means we probably are running short on time. Let's head on. The four of you keep moving. Falcon still seems pretty sure of where he's going. Can I use my potion of healing? Absolutely. What? How much is that? Is it? Is it just a normal potion of healing? It just says potion of healing. Then two d four plus two. Two d four plus two. 
Please be big ones. That's going to be eight, eight, eight. I get eight health back. Nice. You're at 29. Yes. Which is more than I had before. All right. Oh, I do have a potion of healing superior though. I'm going to save that one. Hmm. Um, Bradley, at least in the, in, in combat is feeling a lot more confident ever since one, the Batman incident two the taking down of all those fucking guys. Um, Stone Cold Reavers. Yeah. The Stone Cold Reavers and three killing that fucking dragon. Absolutely. So he's, he's definitely, he's definitely really confident in his fighting prowess. Um, despite all of the shit going on with his brain right now. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad for him. He deserves, he deserves that confidence. I mean, he's a fucking hero around these parts. The four of you travel for just about another hour. And although it's the middle of the day, you would not be able to tell it is fucking dark. There are dark storm clouds. Shit. Really? Dark storm clouds. Ominous storm clouds gather in the sky as you approach a 90-foot-tall hill with trees spreading across its slopes. Atop the hill is a large ring of standing stones. Falcon whispers to the group, I do believe that looks like a circle of thunder. And thunder goes off as he speaks. <laughs> Two ghastly figures dance within this hinge. What you're looking at looks like Stonehenge. Okay. Surrounded by a number of smaller capering creatures. As you're looking, you hear a grunt from your right. And you see there is an orc, one orc, charging you. Once again, roll initiative. God damn it. I got a dirty 20 on initiative. Can I get... Hold, is hold person a bard spell? I don't think it is. Okay. Let's see here. Remind me one more time what your... My full is 48. I am at 29 of 48. All right. You rolled a 20... Pretty much everyone else rolled higher than you. Damn. So, okay, hell yeah. One orc is charging. Grayley is going first. She uh, ducks and kind of weaves herself around you. Sorry. I just kind of imagine, you know the um, the sister in Game of Thrones who, like, tortures Cersei? Uh-huh. And it's like, repent, repent. That's what I imagine, like, at least what Sister Grayley's wearing. Yeah, she's wearing all of that except for the, the headdress. Oh, except for the headdress? Yeah. Oh, I wanted her to wear the headdress. Okay. So, she uh, lunges with your rapier. And she misses. <laughs> she swings. She, she tries to stab right at this guy. Falcon um, sees what's going on up at the top of the hill. And he says... Bradley, we've got to stop that before they summon whatever they, it is they're trying to summon. He pulls, um, actually, I'm going to he's 90 feet lower and they're in a Stonehenge. He's got to run. He's going to use his action and his bonus action. He's running up there, long sword in hand. Okay. 
with this shouting going on, you see one of these two larger figures at the top of the hill is uh, just chanting, holding his hands up to the sky. The other one sees Falcon coming, yells something in Orcish, and you see once again, palms together, a crackle of lightning shoots out of this thing's hands towards Falcon. He's going to make a dex save. That is a six plus two, eight. Falcon, you want to use cutting words on this? Yeah, I can. All right. So he would have taken... I'm going to say... It probably can't hear me, but I'm going to say, Your lightning means nothing to us! (laughs) And how much do you take off? He's going to take off uh, just two. All right, 37, knock down to 35. Oh, I love that. All right, Falcon still has more HP than you, so... Well, makes sense. He's at 51 HP. All right, you see descending from this hill towards Falcon as well, four little twig blights, four more stay stay at the top of the hill, but four chanting, We want your butt! We want your butt! We want your butt! (laughs) I fucking hate those things! They're coming for Falcon. They all surround him. He's hit once. His His AC is, yeah, 14. He's hit once, twice, missed, and hit. So, he takes, let's see, two plus two plus two. He takes six points of damage as these things jump on him and start, like, clawing his arms. Okay. There's another four standing at the top of the hill. It is your turn. You have one orc to your right fighting Gurele. Four twig blights, 60 feet from you, attacking Falcon, and 90 feet from you, an anchorite just cast lightning bolt. I'm... And the other four twig blights at the top are also 90 feet from me? Yes. How close How close in relation are the anchorite and the twig blights? It is a... It's a 30-foot circle. The anchorite mm. is right in the middle, so then the twig lights are 5 10 15 20 they're 25 well i'd Fuck. say i'd say between 30 and 15 feet from it if they're making a semicircle between 30 and 15 i'm going to cast fireball oh yeah i'm going to light this thing up in my hand and just kind of throw it um, right on the anchorite. So whoever whoever it can hit, I need them to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Anchorite rolls a 16. Succeeds. And twig blights... Yeah, I'm not even going to roll that many times. They have so little health, they'll die no matter what. So I'm going to okay. say you hit two out of the four of them. So you incinerate them no matter what. And then okay. roll damage. Wow. A lot of ones. I uh, 21 damage. Is that the half? No, it's half down to 10. I guess 10. All right. Fire damage and anything flammable within that 20 foot radius catches on fire. As your fireball, fireball hits, you see these twigs like get fucking dusted. 
But as the fire is about to consume this anchorite, there is a streak of lightning across the sky. Rain begins to pour down, dampening some of that fireball, and so it only takes 10 damage instead of the full 21. Um, You hear all this screaming at this point. The chanting is screaming, but you make out one word for sure. You hear Talos. All right. On your right, Grayley is attacked by the sword. That what, is did, what did Inverna do? Inverna's at the end. This this orc didn't, oh. didn't make an oh, attack. Oh, it hasn't yet. done. Oh fuck. Okay, makes sense. All right, so Grayley is hit. Grayley is hit for six points of damage. She has eight HP. Mm. Okay. Inverna goes. She is going to attack this orc attacking Grayley. Thank God. That is a 19. She crits on 19s. Oh, fuck yes. And then another hit. So she deals... Oh, fuck yes. She deals... First... Oh, she fucking decapitates this orc. Hell uh, yeah. It, it fuck yeah, Inverna. buries its blade into Grayley. She screams in pain. Kind of, you know, stumbles backwards. Inverna comes up from behind her, swings the sword over her head into this thing's neck. And kills it. Hell yeah. Off in the distance, you hear the war cries of more orcs. Fuck. Top of the order, it is Gorele. She clutches her chest. You Did you stay where you were? You stayed at the bottom? Yeah, I stayed at the bottom. You hear Gorele say to you and Inverna, I, if I keep fighting, I'm going to die. I, I can't. I can't do this. And she says, she looks at you, Bradley, and she says, I'm sorry. And she runs into the woods. There's no shame in leaving when you know you can't fight anymore. There you go. Um, Falcon's going to take on some twig blights. He hits one. And another. You see him just like puncture these two little twigs. Um, he, he stabs one in the head and then just crushes another with his boot heel. Um, God, I hate those fucking things. The one anchorite that got hit with the fireball, fireball is still just chanting, And this other one... Oh, there are two anchorites up there. Yeah, because the other one had hit him with a lightning bolt. This other one charges Falcon. Moves okay. 30 feet. It's got this clawed gauntlet on its hand. Swings. Interesting. Hits. And deals four points of damage to him. He still has 41 HP. He's got two twigs on him. Okay. They attack. That's a hit. That's a nat 20 for the twig. It only does a d4 damage. Well, he ends up taking 12 points of damage. Fuck! As these things are biting into his face and neck, the other two twigs uh, stand where they are. Like, practically defending this anchorite that's chanting. It's your turn, Bradley. Okay, so I have a question. If I was to hand something to somebody, what would that be considered? Mm, bonus action. Fuck. 
Or an action. You could keep your bonus action if you want. No, that's not what I want. And it can't be a free action, can it? No. Um, can I yell something to Inverna as a free action? Absolutely. To say, Inverna! Protect Falcon! And I'm going to start running up the hill. Okay. As my action, I'm going to... Because you said the one in the middle is 90 feet from me. Mm-hmm. As my action, I am going to um, rush or dash so I can get up to 60 feet on the hill. And then as I take my final step in my dash action, a, a, a mist of silver surrounds me and I cast Misty Step and I teleport right next to the anchorite that is... Uh, currently chanting or like screaming. Okay. And I say, not this time. But that's all I can do right now. So. Okay. Um, an orc rushes into the circle and throws a, a javelin at you. Okay. Uh, it misses. That's seven to hit. Oh, thank God. Buries into the ground at your feet. Another orc you can tell, has rushed around the left and is coming for Inverna. Okay. That's a four plus four, or five, so that's a nine to hit. Uh, Inverna blocks it, uh, blocks its axe with her sword. Then she... I need a shield. ...has a counter strike in which she hits only once. But she deals ten points of damage to the orc uh, it kind of slices uh, the tendon at the back of its knee. Um, it kind of twists in pain. She's got her own fight to deal with. Grele from the tree line is going to help Inverna out. Okay. She fires a crossbow bolt. It hits. And she rolls the minimum amount of damage. She does three points of damage to this orc. It's looking hurt but not dead. Falcon is going to strike these last two twig blights on him. Kills both of them. Hell yeah. Just skewers one, and then skewers the other. He says, damn things, get off of me. He said, he, then he, he then moves 30 feet up towards this other anchorite that's been... Oh, wait, no, no, that's in melee range now. So he's not moving. He's definitely not moving, because that guy would get an attack for opportunity. Yeah. The one that's next to you continues to chant, and the one next to Falcon is going to cast Thunder Wave. Falcon makes a con save, which he fails. He takes seven, seven points of damage. God damn it. Okay, never mind then. These last two twig blights charge you since you have now entered the circle. Okay. Um, does a 19 hit you? It does. And does a 17 hit you? It does. You take... I like how these, the orcs couldn't hit me, but these goddamn twig blights. You take 10 points of damage. They leap into the air. They each dealt max damage. They just slice into your face with their scratchy little hands. Uh, that's like fighting a baby. <laughs> uh, next is your turn. Is it my turn? Yep. Okay. 
I am going to cast Thunderwave. And everyone within, uh, what is it, 15 feet of me needs to make a constitution save. The orc that threw the the javelin is not within 15 feet of you. That's fine. But everyone else is. So con save for the uh, one twig blight rolled a six. One twig blight rolled a nat 20. Of course. And this anchorite rolled a 14. Okay. So... The only one who survives, or the only one who passes is that Twig Blight. And I only did this as a first level spell. So, that is going to be 8 damage half to 4 right, for you, that one Twig you Blight. Kill the, you kill both twig, light, twig Blights, they just explode off of your face. Anchorite also gets pushed back 10 feet. Alright, you see it get pushed and it tumbles and it kind of lands on its stomach. And it does not get phased at all. It's just, ah, what is it? Ah, that was brilliant to us. I fell and hit my tummy. But yeah, you and see this fucking thing roll. Action. All right. Bonus action. I don't think I've... Have I, I haven't taken out a weapon yet in this fight. No. I don't think bonus so. Bonus action. You could throw a hand axe. Or you could or run up. Or you could run yeah, up. Yeah, I was to gonna something. say, or I could run up to it and hit it with the hand axe. All so right. I think Who that's. Are you running up to? I'm running up to the anchorite. Okay. And that's gonna be a 19 to hit. That is a hit. And then that's a d6. Hold on. That's gonna be three points of damage that I hit on this anchorite. Nice. So, so far it's taken, what, 21 points of damage? Yeah. Okay. This orc in the circle charges you. Okay. Great axe out. Okay. Uh, 19 to hit you. That hits. This thing carves down your, uh, your arm, and you take 10 points of damage. I have 9 HP left. Ooh. That's fine. That's fine. And, Unless something else hits me. Uh, the one that's fighting Inverna swings and misses her. She okay. swings back at him. That'll hit. It's only got two HP left. She kills it no matter what. She still has a second attack. So she is going to pull out her longbow and shoot at the anchorite attacking Falcon. And that's a hit. She deals four points of damage to that Fella, Falcon, with his sword, swings at the anchor right in front of him. That's a nat 20 and also a hit. Nice. He deals 11 points of damage, and then he deals another 20 points of damage. He just dealt 31 points of damage to that one. God damn. Okay. The anchorite on the ground... Um, is just chanting, uh, does not care about you. The ink right in front of him casts another thunder wave. Mm. I'm going to Falcon succeeds so on, his, on his uh, on okay. his saving throw. Alright, what are you doing? Never mind. Nothing. Okay. He takes two points of thunder damage. He just kind of gets pushed, but he does not move. The orc next to you swings again. Oh, wait, did you go? No, I haven't gone yet. Oh, I'm so sorry. I skipped you by letting... Oh, wait, sorry. No, I didn't skip you. 
Incorrect went, and now it's your turn. Sorry. Yeah, now it's my turn. I'm going to cast uh, Thunder Wave again as a second level spell. Okay. As my action. And I need the Orc and the Anchorite again to make a constitution save. Anchorite gets a 10. Fails. Orc gets a 19. Succeeds. God damn it. I wanted the Orc to get pushed away. Okay. So, they, and of course, they take six points of damage. Uh, Anchorite gets pushed away 10 feet again. The Orc takes three damage, does not get pushed away 10 feet. Alright. It's this orc's turn again. It gets hit. Well, I was, oh, hold on. Oh, oh, you're crazy. Let's see it. Let's see it. <sighs> Fuck. What are your spell slots looking like? I have uh, two first level spells left. Damn. Damn, son. Yeah, I've used a lot of spells so far, but that's okay. I'm, as a bonus action, I'm going to attempt to hit this orc next to me with my hand axe. Okay, go for it. That's going to be a 16 to hit. That hits. That hits. Okay. That's going to be... Please roll high. That's going to be four damage to him. Four. He has eight HP left. Fuck, and I have nine. Inverna charges up this hill. She's just going to have to dash. She gets next to the Anchorite attacking uh, attacking Falcon. That's her turn. She couldn't like use a bow or something to... To shoot at the orc fighting me? No, not as a bonus action. No, I meant like instead of... Never mind. Anyway, please continue. Alright, it's Falcon's turn once more. It's twice. Does that one orc go before or after me? The the lone orc? Yeah. After you. Okay. Um, Falcon does 14 points of damage to this thing. Uh as he just carves into it. Um, you make me a perception check. Perception. High DC. High DC. High DC. I have double proficiency on perception. So that's 13 plus eight, 21. You are hearing this anchorite on the ground chant and, and try to summon Gorthok, this, this thunderous uh-huh. monster. Over that chanting, you can hear Inverna say to Falcon, kill that one, but we're keeping the other one alive. Okay. Uh, So this one chanting is just chanting. The other one strikes at Falcon again, hits him. He takes five points of damage because he's slashed. It's your turn, Bradley. I don't think that orc went... The lone orc. Mm. After you hit him. Yeah. I jumped his turn. Damn. Thank you. Very honest of you. Yeah. That's why I was. A- that's why I was asking. Oh, got you. Got you. Yeah. Um. Does a fifteen hit you? A fifteen does hit me, and if he does more than nine points of of damage, then I go down. Um, he does nine or more? Six points of damage to you. Oh, thank fucking god. <laughs> All right, cool. I so I heard what Inverna said, and I am going to be like, "All right," and I'm gonna uh, smack it with my fucking mace. The orc. Yeah. Right. A, th- a thirteen. Does it hit? Yes. Oh fuck yeah! That's gonna be 
11 points of damage. You cave this thing skull in. I... And then, as a... Uh, I'm going to go movement, um, move over to that uh, anchorite, and I'm going to offhandedly try and use, like, the butt of my axe to, like, non-lethal damage this uh, anchorite. All right, go ahead and roll to hit. With advantage, he's, he's on the ground, he's prone. Oh, fuck yeah, thank fucking God, because that was a 10. And that was a 22. Yeah, you hit. Roll damage. And this is going to be four non-lethal damage. All right. Inverna is going to disengage with the one attacking Falcon. Mm-hmm. As she sees you butting this thing in the head, and she says, she runs to you and says, don't kill him, Bradley, don't kill him. She pushes past you, gets on this thing's chest, grabs it by the collar, and says, Who's your leader? Who's your fucking leader? And she smacks it in the face, yelling one point of damage. Can I... Can I be like, Inverna, I heard you talking to... to Falcon. We have to knock him out, or at least get him out of the circle. Falcon is going to attack... Uh, nat 20, again. Jesus Christ. Nice. Uh, Falcon decapitates the other anchorite. Fuck yeah. Um, this anchorite is just um, chanting uh, while Inverna is screaming in its face, just asking for Gorthok to rise. You hear Inverna say, Who would have led the attack? Who would have led the attack on Helm's Hold? Near Neverwinter, who would have led that? Would it have been your leader? She's just screaming, what do you do? I'm gonna use an action to try and knock him out with right. my mace. You said I get an advantage on this? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, well, so 14 to hit. That is a hit. For 14 hits. That's gonna be 11 points of uh, non-lethal bludgeoning damage. Damn. You crack this thing over the nose, it's bleeding out of its forehead and its nose. Falcon runs over... He says, what, what? Still not fucking down? Not dead. How much fucking health does this guy have? You just hear Inverna, she's like screaming. She says, it was a farm. It was a farm. Who would have led a raid like that? Who would have just killed for no reason? Who would have done that? It was a woman. What would her name be? What would her name be? You don't hear this anchorite apply. Falcon rushes over. He's like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? He, uh, he gets out some rope. <laughs> Uh, that he's planning to bind and uh, gag this anchorite with. In a flash, a lightning bolt comes out of the sky and blasts this anchorite through the head, killing him. Inverna drops the corpse to the ground, and she's just wide-eyed. So she didn't get affected by that lightning bolt? No. There's blood on her face, and she says... That was, uh, that was our chance for information, and I guess Talos didn't want us to get it. And you see a single tear roll down her cheek. And then there is a large boom of thunder, a huge gust of wind. You are thrown, as is Falcon, as is Inverna, and in a blue, blinding flash of light, in the center of the circle you see a giant boar with tusks made of lightning has appeared on top of this hill.
Modular is Thorin George's Bradley Copper and Luke Job is our DM. The story here today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Storm Lord's Wrath. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter, at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to us on YouTube, all at the Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to Linda Barrera, Kayla Perry, and Kevin Emery, who are all a part of our Facebook group. If you want a shout-out like them, maybe you should join that group as well. Thank you so much for listening. We are so excited for this short but hopefully exciting Season 3. Remember, it's Storm Lord's Wrath, not Storm King's Thunder. Otherwise, new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular.